Hello, I'm Kel, founder of How I Cured My Rusting Bitch Face and host of Dear Dumb Bitch. Life gives us all kinds of lessons, and I spent most of my life avoiding and ignoring them until I realized the dream life I thought I was living was actually a nightmare. So I returned my Porsche, left sunny South Florida, and moved across the country to restart my life in the rainy city of Seattle. I decided it was time to start paying attention to my life and actually use these lessons as opportunities for personal growth so I could stop having to face my reality and could start creating my reality. I'm oversharing the lessons I've learned from my past and my everyday life experiences with you here on my podcast, Dear Dumb Bitch, because we all have an inner dumb bitch that could use some perspective shifts and inspiration. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Dear Dumb Bitch. I am so happy and grateful that you pressed play and are choosing to spend your time with me today. And I am also super excited for today's episode because today we are discussing how stress and trauma affect your health and wellness. I'm going to be sharing my personal wellness journey, and trust me, it's been a fucking journey. I'll be oversharing and giving you all the details, including why I quit drinking alcohol. But first, I have something incredibly exciting to tell you. Are you ready? (laughs) We officially have merch. Dear Dumb Bitch merch has arrived. It's here. I am actually just amazed by this because I ordered my own Dear Dumb Bitch merch earlier this year. It's that black hat with the pink writing. It's a Dear Dumb Bitch, and I got it for me. Like, I didn't know anyone else would really want it, but I was obsessed with it, which means I wore it all the time. It's also great on days that you don't feel like doing your hair or if you're past a hair wash day. But I realized that everyone fucking loves the hat. I get so many compliments on it, and it's such a great conversation starter. So I'm like, if people want merch, I'm going to give them fucking merch. So we have merch. I will put the link in the show notes in case you want to order your own Dear Dumb Bitch hat. And now that I realize that people actually want merch, I have so many ideas for additional items to add. And that will be coming at some point in the future. It's on my to-do list, which is miles long, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Also, There is a review contest, so if purchasing a Dear Dumb Bitch hat is not in your budget for this month, then definitely do the review contest because you will have an opportunity to win a Dear Dumb Bitch hat that way. All you have to do is leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot of it, and send it to me, and you will be entered into the contest At the end of the month, I will be selecting a lovely listener to send them a Dear Dumb Bitch hat. I have some other exciting news as well. I went paddleboarding for the first time ever this week. 
And that might not seem that exciting to you, but here's why it's exciting. Paddleboarding, stand-up paddleboarding, that's what we're talking about here. Stand-up paddleboarding is something that has been on my life to-do list for years. I'm not even kidding, for years. But I never actually did it, right? Like I just never did it. I'm not really sure why. I just never prioritized it. You would think growing up and living in Florida, I would have done more water activities, but Florida had a lot of drama, so we're not going to talk about that today. But yeah, I just never went stand-up paddleboarding, even though it was something I really wanted to do. It is finally summer here in Seattle, which means I've been at the beach every single day. I am such a fucking beach bum. It just makes me feel so alive. I love, love, love the beach, love being in the sun, love being in the water. I am a much better human being in a bikini on a beach with a tan. And I've been seeing other people paddleboarding all week. And finally, I said to myself, if not now, when? When are you ever actually going to do this? So I did it and it was so fun. Like it might be my new favorite thing and I cannot wait to go again. Another quick update. I just started my third round, yes, third, number three, third round of antibiotics to treat SIBO, which means I will be on two different antibiotics yet again for the next two weeks. I know what you're thinking. That's a lot of antibiotics and what the fuck is SIBO? (laughs) That was my reaction to when I found out that I was experiencing SIBO. SIBO stands for short intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And basically what it means is your GI system is comprised of bacteria. So you have different parts of your GI system and they all have bacteria and that bacteria serves a purpose. It's how you fucking digest your food and it does more shit than that. But this is not a biology class. (laughs) This is dear dumb bitch. I'm just giving you what you need to know. And if you want to learn more, learn more. Empower yourself. Anyway, so SIBO is short intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which basically means the bacteria in your short intestine is overgrown, hence the bacterial overgrowth. And basically your whole system is out of fucking balance. And it creates a lot of discomfort and pain and bloating. And it's been... It's been a journey. So I started my third round of antibiotics and this time is different. This time I know my body is balancing itself. This time I trust that my body knows what to do. And this time I am no longer afraid of SIBO. I no longer hate the SIBO that I've been hanging out with. Okay, hear me out. Dear dumb bitch, just because you aren't sick doesn't mean you are actually well. Not noticing or ignoring symptoms doesn't make them go away. Stress and trauma take a toll on your body. Okay, let's overthink this. I kind of thought that since I was what one might describe as in decent shape, that I wasn't having like any major health issues and that I was healthy. I neglected to consider how stress and especially extended periods of stress affect your body. 
So I wanted to share my wellness journey with you because it has been such a journey. It's been such a journey and it's a journey I avoided for a really long time. So today we are going to be discussing my real wellness journey, not the dumb bitch juice wellness journey. If you don't know about the dumb bitch juice wellness journey, then that means you did not listen to episode one, which I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to. Maybe not right this very second, but probably after this episode because it provides so much context as far as who I am, why I'm here, and my past. And there's a lot of drama, and we all love drama. So today we're discussing the real wellness journey. The Dumb Bitch Juice wellness journey is discussed on episode one, but I'll give you a quick little recap here for some context. So I previously was working with this health coach that I met through Instagram when I first moved to Washington and left an abusive marriage in Florida and was really just beginning my healing journey. And in hindsight, hindsight is 2020 always, right? Dots always connect looking back. I realized that I was using this health coach as a way to try to get someone else to make me feel better. And it wasn't even about wellness. Like I didn't even know what the fuck wellness was. I was using it to have someone else give me like what I needed to know to like look better and honestly feel better emotionally. And after drinking a lot of dumb bitch juice, I realized that no one outside of you can change how you think and feel about yourself. Let me say that again for anyone that may have been taking a sip of dumb bitch juice and missed it. No one outside of you can change how you think and feel about yourself. You're the only one that can do that. That's that's all you, babe. That's you. That's your responsibility. Okay, let's proceed to my real wellness journey. So it all started back in 2020. It feels like everything fucking started and ended in 2020. But in 2020, I'm not sure like what month specifically because I wasn't really paying that much attention to my life back then. But back in 2020, I started getting psoriasis on my face. And it was literally like right on my cheek, like right under my right eye, this red patch that was super, super itchy and kind of like on my eyebrows. And it wasn't really that noticeable, especially with makeup. And I 100% wore makeup every single day of my life back then, even in 2020, because that's just where I was at. That's another episode for another day. But it was more so the issue that being it was just so itchy, right? Like it was so itchy. It wasn't really like aesthetically a problem. Like I didn't really look any different, which it's fine if I did anyway, that doesn't matter. But at the time it was because it was so, so itchy and really starting to affect the quality of my life because I'm like constantly having this urge to like itch my face and you can't like itch your face because it's your face, but I wanted to like claw it up. That's how itchy it was. So I went to the dermatologist in November of 2020 because that's what you do when you have a skin issue, right? Like you go to the dermatologist 
And the dude gave me, the dude, the doctor, he has a medical degree. Let me not discredit him. The medical professional gave me some cream and I'm like, awesome. Let me put this cream on and I'm good. Like I'm treating my psoriasis. And honestly, the cream didn't do dick, right? Like it didn't do anything. And I felt like it was really just treating the symptoms. And even at the time of that visit in November of 2020, I asked the doctor, I'm like, you know, is there anything like underlying that could be causing the psoriasis? Like what's causing it? And he's like, oh, it's just, it's just the thing. It's just the thing you have put this cream on and you're good. And I'm like, could it be something I'm eating? Could it be this? And he was just like, nope, you're just some cream. You're good. I'm like, cool. I'm good. I was not good. The cream didn't do anything for me. Like maybe it made it a little less itchy, but it actually got worse. So... Let's fast forward to June of 2021, not quite a year, but almost, still having my psoriasis on my face. It's like more itchy than ever. And I really just felt like there, like I was overlooking something. Like I feel like I was missing something in this situation. So I wanted to look into other options. I really felt like the dermatologist was just treating the symptoms and he was and not even doing that good of a job. I could have gone to another dermatologist and gotten a second opinion, sure. And I'm sure there are lots of great dermatologists out there, but I felt called to explore other options. So I found a naturopath actually through referral. She was recommended from a few different friends that don't even know each other. So it's not like they just kept referring her to each other. Like she was truly just independently recommended by several people. And I made an appointment with her, but she was booked out for like almost two months, which I actually like. I like when different providers, whether it's like my hairstylist or my nail stylist, my nail stylist, my, my nail girl or a doctor is booked out because that means they have people that are seeing them and trust them and like them to some degree. At least that's the impression I get. So I was able to make an appointment with her at the end of July, uh, again, 2021. But this was in June and I was in such a state of desperation. Like my psoriasis on my face, on my fucking face was so bad and so itchy and if it was affecting the quality of my life back then, it was really affecting the quality of my life right now. So meanwhile, I am doing so much research on psoriasis and how to treat it and, you know, home, home remedies and things like that. And I discovered the autoimmune diet, which psoriasis is an autoimmune condition. So it made sense to try out the autoimmune diet. So I started the autoimmune diet on June 7th of 2021. And I know the exact date because I went back and referenced my pictures. I love taking pictures, especially pictures of food. And I definitely took pictures of my last meal. I had a like a going, not really going away meal because I wasn't going anywhere, but like my last meal before starting this diet protocol and my fiesta of sorts. It was Mexican. It was so good. It was one of my favorite Mexican restaurants and I had margarita and chips and all the good Mexican things. But anyway, that was June 7th. I started this autoimmune diet protocol, which is an extremely restrictive dietary protocol. And basically you cut out a lot of foods, like most foods, 
So that way you can identify which foods are creating inflammation in your body. So the objective is you remove all of these foods, including coffee and alcohol. That's initially why I quit drinking coffee and alcohol. But the intention is you give your body some time to calm the inflammation and just like simmer down. And then you start to reintroduce different food categories and notice your symptoms if you have any. So that way you can identify what your trigger foods are. Okay. I kind of got stuck in like the elimination phase and forgot. I didn't forget. I was afraid to reintroduce foods, but that's that's another conversation. So I started the autoimmune diet and then end of July, July 26th, I got to see my amazing naturopath for the first time. And she did blood work and really just did a comprehensive assessment of my history and all of the systems of my body because your body has so many different systems and they aren't independent of each other. They all work together and they integrate together and how one system is operating will affect the other one. And there's dysregulation. It makes it this really complex puzzle of sorts and she was amazing at looking at all of the pieces of this puzzle called me and helping me identify the dysregulation in each of them so some of the challenges i was dealing with were with my adrenal system so your adrenals produce cortisol which is a stress hormone and <laughs> when you are living in states of crisis and stress for extended periods of time, that that system is going to get off balance. So my adrenal system was shot. The blood work also revealed some issues with my endocrine system. Your endocrine system is basically your body's hormonal system and and some general gut health issues. It was not SIBO initially, or maybe it was, and we just didn't know it because there were so many other symptoms that were masking it. So I started working with the naturopath and really just started prioritizing my health and wellness. I started getting vitamin shots every two weeks, which made such a, such a difference in my health and I had an actual supplement protocol based on what my body needed, which was confirmed by blood work and not some random dude on the internet making a guess. And I really just committed to my healing journey, healing my body and my wellness journey. And it wasn't until I started to feel good that I began to realize how shitty I had been feeling. Like, I didn't know the extreme fatigue and the brain fog I was experiencing wasn't normal. I thought it's just how it was. And then I started to, like, think back and think about all the other symptoms that I missed. I had skin issues for years. Like, in 2020 especially, I was getting such bad breakouts. Like, the painful kinds where it's just not only does it, like, look pretty rough, it's, like, super uncomfortable. I didn't get my period from like 2017 to 2021. And I know what you're thinking. What the fuck? You didn't get your period for what is that like years and you didn't do anything about it. Yeah, I didn't do anything about it. Um, I just was not prioritizing my health and simultaneously not prioritizing myself. 
my body was giving me signs for years in the form of symptoms because that's how your body communicates with you. It's through symptoms. My body was giving me signs for years and I didn't notice some and I ignored the others. (laughs) This seems to be a recurring theme in my life. I get signs and ignore them. Hmm, interesting. I will definitely be overthinking that later. So I'm on my wellness journey and really starting to feel good, except I was then realizing I was having like some new symptoms in the form of like bloating. Like I would eat and get so bloated and so uncomfortable and I was having stomach pain. So my naturopath did a test for SIBO. Again, that's the short intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, And I got the results back in January and that's when it was confirmed that I had SIBO and who knows when I actually got it. It's something that I, we both think probably I had for a longer period of time and just, it was like deeper and wasn't really noticeable until we started to resolve some of the other symptoms that I was experiencing. So I did the first round of antibiotics and I'm like, cool, I'm good. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention that the treatment protocol for SIBO. So the treatment protocol for SIBO depends on what your doctor says, right? Like I'm not a medical provider, but it often is treated with a diet, which is even more strict than the autoimmune diet. And then also with antibiotics. And the reason the diet is important is because SIBO is the bacterial overgrowth that affects how your body digests foods and it produces like excess gas, which causes the bloating. And it's mostly when your body digests carbohydrates. So it removes all of those foods that cause the excessive gas buildup. This is such a weird thing to be talking about, (laughs) but it's important for people to know, right? Like it's important to know because I'm not the only one with SIBO. So it basically creates this gas buildup in your stomach and it's not even like you're just like farting or burping. It's just like there and you're bloated and uncomfortable. Like the latter would almost be better because then you would at least feel better. But anyway, it's super uncomfortable and not that fun and also involves a very restrictive diet, which is also not that fun because food is delicious, right? Like it's good to eat food. So restrictive diet antibiotics did the first round and I'm like cool I'm good like I'm good I'm feeling really good for the first time in a long time I'm actually going to like progress my diet out like expand out and introduce new foods which I failed to do previously with the autoimmune diet and I was like excited about it so I tried a food it was berries I tried berries because berries are carbohydrate that are not um, on the SIBO protocol. And I was so bloated after that. And I was like, fuck, okay, maybe, maybe the SIBO is still here. And I was just so frustrated because I'm like, I'm doing everything right and still having issues. Like I'm following the super restrictive SIBO diet and I took antibiotics, which I'm not a big fan of, and I'm still having issues. And I was just so frustrated and honestly feeling like a victim. I was feeling like a victim of SIBO and a victim of my circumstances, which you're never going to be able to make improvements and changes in your life in any aspect, if you are playing that victim role. 
So I had my moment of being the victim and just being super, super frustrated because I just felt like I was doing everything right and still felt like shit. And then I'm like, this is not helping me feel better. So I started to do some more research because I just felt like I was missing something. And I discovered an article written by Gabby Bernstein, who is one of my most favorite people. She's one of my greatest mentors. We've never met in real life yet, but she's had such a profound impact on my life and my spiritual journey. And I discovered an article that she wrote actually on my birthday, like she wrote this article. It was released on September 23rd. 2018 my birthday is September 23rd so I discovered this article and I literally felt like she wrote it for me like I was crying reading it because it just provided so much clarity and in the article she shared her history with gut health including SIBO and she expanded on it and actually related it to trauma and spiritual healing which was the missing link for me. So I started to do even more research because let's be honest, I love I love research. And I learned that my physical symptoms were related to unresolved trauma and emotions from past events. So I've since done even more research. I've done a shit ton of research because I love learning and I now have a greater understanding of how trauma and unresolved trauma and stress in general impact your body. Okay, keep in mind, I'm not a medical doctor, not a medical professional, do not have a medical degree, did not go to med school. So this info is from my own understanding of these concepts and I'm still learning too. So If any of this resonates with you, if you have medical concerns, like do your own research and find your own medical professional to guide you. So we've discussed trauma on previous episodes and the reality is we all have trauma because that's life, right? Like that's the side effect of living life, which life is good. So trauma isn't a bad thing. It's just the reality. Sometimes it's big T trauma and sometimes it's little T trauma and sometimes life is extra fun and it's both. All trauma affects your body because when you experience stressful and traumatic events, your body produces stress hormones like like cortisol and other ones that have complicated names that I'm not going to try to say. So you experience stress and traumatic events and your body starts producing stress hormones to help you survive these stressful events. And when your body detects danger, the primitive parts of your nervous system kick in. That's the sympathetic nervous system, which controls your fight or flight response and also your parasympathetic nervous system, which causes your body to shut down certain systems to conserve energy. Like you literally go into survival mode because that's ultimately your brain and body's main priority, survival. (laughs) That's the reality of our primitive brains right now. Their main objective is survival, not thriving. Like your brain doesn't really give a shit about your goals, and ambition and vision in life, like your brain cares about survival. So 
when you experience a traumatic event or really just stress in general, these parts of your nervous system kick in to help you survive. And they shut down certain systems that control things like digestion and heart rate. So your body, they're not shutting down your heart rate. It's regulating these systems so that way your body works differently once they take over. Again, I'm not a medical professional, so this is my interpretation of it, and I'm still learning. Do your own research. Now, just because you go through trauma doesn't mean you're going to have health problems because there are other variables that make a difference, like your life experiences and the support you have and your genetic history and your coping strategies and how you navigate the aftermath of trauma. So we all have trauma and it's not so much the trauma that causes the subsequent health issues. It's more so our reaction to the trauma and that's where we potentially get complications with our health and wellness. So trauma can leave you feeling dissociated which means disconnected, which is exactly what I experienced. I was so dissociated and checked out and disconnected from my body for years. And my body didn't even feel safe because I was holding on to so much trauma and pain from the past. And partially because I wasn't ready to to handle it. I didn't have the tools and resources then that I needed to be able to safely process and release that trauma, which I've learned so much on my journey. And that's why I do the work that I do to make these resources available to other women who are experiencing challenges in life. Because if you know how to navigate them, then you can use them to change your life for the better rather than just stay stuck. So that's really why I am so passionate about the work that I do because I've seen the impact that it's had. I've experienced it firsthand, not only with myself, but in other women. Emotion is energy in motion, which means it's supposed to move. It's not supposed to stay stagnant. It's not supposed to be something that you avoid and bury down because then you're holding on to it. If you don't allow it to flow, then you're keeping it because it's not just going to go away. So I was holding on to so many emotions from my past because I was not feeling them. That's how you release emotions. You feel them. You have to feel in order to heal. You have to feel to transmute and transfer that's energy. And that's how you let go of the past. That's how you release trauma. And I've mentioned in previous episodes that I kind of avoided feelings for most of my life and especially after I left that party of an abusive marriage back in Florida. Well, that's not entirely true. I I was feeling a lot of shit for a period of time, especially when I was utilizing resources and getting support to help me navigate the trauma that I experienced. When I first left the marriage and left Florida and moved across the country, I was in therapy for like two to three times per week, per, for months. 
and I was in a domestic violence support group and I was feeling my shit. But then life moved on. Like I started to rebuild my life and I got my own place. I was able to move out of my sister's house and I thought I was good. So I stopped doing the things. Like I thought I crossed the finish line of healing, but in reality, I had made a lot of progress. But you're never really done healing because healing is not a checkbox on a to-do list, apparently. So while I seemed good on the outside and I thought I was good on the inside, the reality was I was not. I was struggling and suffering in silence. I did not have a lifestyle that supported my healing and I did not have the tools and resources to navigate the ongoing emotional aftermath. So I avoided and distracted and dissociated and disconnected from the trauma and from my body and just held on to all of it. I subsequently developed less than ideal coping mechanisms that I will discuss in a future episode and also in an upcoming masterclass that I am hosting later this month. I am doing a masterclass on mistakes I made after leaving a toxic relationship, which the reality is they're not really mistakes, they're lessons learned, but they are lessons that I can give you so that way you can avoid them without having to take the detours that I did. I will be sharing details on the masterclass with you soon. But anyway, I was holding on to so much trauma and unresolved emotions and I honestly, I didn't even feel safe in my body anymore. And your body is literally your home. So if you don't feel safe, then your body is going to produce even more stress hormones and the cycle just perpetuates. So with my own personal research on my own personal journey, I realized how much my emotional, spiritual, and mental health were playing a role in my physical health and wellness. So I committed to deeper levels of my wellness journey by committing to deeper levels of my internal healing journey. And I am not blaming myself whatsoever for any of my health issues or my unresolved trauma. I truly just didn't have the tools and resources to navigate that part of my personal healing journey until recently. And this is my journey. And I truly believe that one of the reasons I experienced these detours is I needed to learn the lessons so that I can share them with you and help other women navigate the aftermath of trauma so that way they can transform their lives. And I will talk more about these tools and resources on upcoming episodes or even send me a message if you're interested in learning more now because this is the work that I do. I offer private mentorship to help women navigate the aftermath of toxic relationships, whether it's toxic relationships with a partner or a family member or even themselves. But I have learned how to take those life challenges and use them as a catalyst to transform your life. And that's the work that I do. 
I truly believe that a lot of the health issues we experience can be attributed to unresolved emotional and spiritual wounds because the body reflects your internal world. And I truly believe that healing my body and reaching my wellness goals required me to heal unresolved trauma and to build a healthy relationship with my body. It also required a perspective shift from being afraid of my symptoms to actually embracing and loving my symptoms because symptoms are just information. Symptoms are how your body communicates with you because it's just telling you and expressing what it needs and how it feels in the form of symptoms. Now, I am very much still on my wellness journey and I probably always will be because that's the reality of a journey. (laughs) I've learned it's a journey without a destination and it's more of a way of life. So what does wellness mean to me now? Well, I believe that my body is a vessel. I truly believe that my body is my home that I am living in for my soul's mission. And in order to live my soul's purpose, I need to honor and respect my body, which means making choices that support me. I choose not to drink mostly because I like to feel good and I like to be myself. And in this season of my life, drinking does not make me feel good and it makes me feel like less of myself. And I finally, maybe for the first time in my life, feel like I know my true and authentic self and I don't want to, like, I don't want to let go of that. So will I drink in the future? Maybe. I do love a margarita. I love an espresso martini. I love, love, love champagne, but it doesn't support me in this season of my life. So I'm choosing not to drink. And I don't judge you for drinking. I hang out with people that drink. I am in social settings where people are drinking. Like I support you making choices that make you feel good. And if that's drinking, awesome. You do you. I'm going to do me. And that's a beautiful thing. So will I drink in the future? Who the fuck knows? I don't restrict foods. I am not on a diet. I simply choose to eat foods that make me feel good. There are a lot of foods that I love that do not love me right now. Will that change in the future? Yes, I do believe that once I complete this round of antibiotics, I will be able to reintroduce foods successfully and eat a larger variety of foods and I am excited and looking forward to that. But right now I am choosing to eat foods that make me feel good. So many of us are in toxic relationships with food. I was definitely one of those people. And it's important to know what foods make you feel good and to respect that because your body deserves to feel good. You deserve to feel good. I am now choosing to feel and embrace my emotions and feelings and use them as a guidance system. I am choosing to prioritize the relationship with my body. I am choosing to prioritize giving my body what it needs, which includes rest, which is something I am definitely still learning because 
I like to always be on the go, so I need to recognize when I am needing rest. What does wellness mean to you? I don't fucking know. Only you can decide that. But do me a favor and do yourself a favor and decide for yourself because society and other people may have very different definitions of wellness than you. So take some time to think about it and decide for yourself. I honestly felt the shittiest when I appeared to be in the best shape of my life. So your appearance does not dictate your wellness. Not being sick, so to speak, does not dictate your wellness. So decide what wellness means for you. And also take some time to think about what you've been holding on to in the form of past unresolved trauma, big T and little t. And think about what emotions you've been avoiding and subsequently holding on to. And think about how all of that is affecting your body. Because most of the physical symptoms we experience can be traced to some underlying emotional stressor or disturbance. Okay, this was a lot. So let's let, recap. Sometimes you don't know how shitty you feel until you start to feel good. Just because you aren't sick doesn't mean that you are actually experiencing wellness. Do yourself a favor and find a medical provider that you like and trust and can help you untangle any challenges and identify the cause of your symptoms rather than just masking and treating your symptoms. Your body wants balance and stability, and it works hard to achieve balance and stability. And your body knows what to do to heal, but sometimes we get in the way and make it harder for it to do that. Most health issues are related to environmental and emotional factors, including underlying trauma and stress. And most importantly, your body is your home. So there is a quote by Jim Rohn that I am going to end this episode with. Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. Now I am also going to share some additional journal prompts that you can use to reflect on the message from this episode. Dear dumb bitch, what does wellness mean to you? What is your body trying to tell you? Have you healed from the past or did you just move on? Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Dear Dumb Bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's still the same episode, but something happened this morning that coincided so perfectly with the message of the episode for this week that I needed to add in this antidote of sorts. So it is now Sunday morning. I recorded most of the episode up until this point yesterday, Saturday morning, which is when I usually record for Dear Dumb Bitch. But I had the most beautiful 
and life-changing experience that I just needed to share it because would I even have a podcast if I didn't overshare all of my life? I don't think so. That's the point of my podcast, right? (laughs) I get to overshare everything with you and you're here listening. So just a reminder that I appreciate you. Okay, so this morning I went to my 8 a.m. yin yoga class, which I do pretty much every Sunday morning because I think it's such a beautiful way to start the day. Now, if you're not familiar with yoga, there's lots of different types. There's vinyasa, which is like the flow, and that's what I do most of the time. That's like, you know, chaturanga, downward dog, that thing where you have like, you link your breath with your movement and it's flowy and progressive and higher energy. That's not what I did this morning. Sunday morning is a yin class, which is slow, and you actually hold various postures for extended periods of time, anywhere from a few minutes to like sometimes like five plus minutes, with the intention of stressing the um, connective tissue around your joints to then strengthen them and increase flexibility and range of motion. So it's more meditative and a lot of stillness and that's one of the things I love about yin is it just creates such stillness and space from that stillness because you're getting this stretch which then provides the space for you to receive all of the goodness okay so that's yin yoga so I'm in my yin yoga class this morning and it's a new instructor it's um, a lady that I haven't taken her class with before because the the girl who used to teach this class on Sunday mornings is no longer teaching it. So this was a new instructor for me. And I knew it was going to be a good class when she mentioned that she was going to walk around and spritz this like rose, um, like organic aerosol spray. And I'm like, oh fuck, I love roses, like love roses, everything about them. I mean, I have a rose tattoo. Um, I love what they represent, the symbolism of unfolding and just the beauty and I love taking pictures of them I love how they smell which is interesting because my entire life like I hated the smell of roses and I've realized I actually love the smell of roses but like real roses not like that fake shit that you smell most of the time so that's not the rose smell that I love but I love the smell of roses. I have a rose candle that I light on my desk every single day when I am creating and sharing. And um, I have this rose aromatherapy oil that I use. Like I love the smell of real roses. So I love roses. So as soon as she walked around spritzing that on us, I knew it was going to be a good class. And the shit she said blew my mind. So all yoga teachers are different because all people are different, right? And they all have a different style. And she just gave the most beautiful narration during the class and there's those moments in life where like all of the dots connect and that was one of those moments and i have those moments a lot but the thing is is you live life and you get more dots so the dots connect but then you have even more dots to connect so you need more of those moments and that was what i experienced this morning she acknowledged that the rose is actually like your like the symbolism of the flower of the heart and the rose is truly like my soul flower so that was really beautiful and she also mentioned that the heart is the symbol of cancer which is 
I think it's my ascending sign, fuck, or like my rising sign. I should have referenced my chart again. I'm, I'm just now diving, not now, but recently learning more about my astrology and birth charts and things like that. But I know I have cancer somewhere in my, in my chart. Um, anyway, and she also recognized that the stomach has such a strong connection to your heart and the counter organ of your heart is your short intestine which as i mentioned earlier in the real part of this episode is that i have been navigating SIBO which is short intestinal bacterial overgrowth which your short intestine has a direct correlation to your heart now a few months ago was it a few months ago it feels like just a few weeks ago but sometimes time just moves fast uh in the recent past i did a sound bath with danica from green door sound bath she's amazing if you have never experienced a sound bath then you need to try it out if you have experienced a sound bath you need to try it out she does them virtual in person she's incredible so i did an in-person private sound bath And after the sound bath, she shares some of the energetic information that she received. And she told me that she she could see and feel black sludge leaving my heart. I'm going to say that again. She saw a black sludge leaving my heart. And when she told me that, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, that sounds concerning that I had black sludge in my heart, but... I'm grateful that it like is leaving, right? Like I was glad it was gone. And after the sound bath, I felt so much lighter, but I still had the SIBO. I still had all the shit, right? And now it makes sense. I was still holding on to so much, to so much of my past, to so much of the pain and the trauma and the identity. And it makes sense that I've been still having this stubborn case of SIBO because I was holding on to so much, right? Like maybe the black sludge left my heart, but I was still holding on to it in my fucking short intestine. And the yoga teacher this morning also said like your short intestine is um, designed to filter and lets you know what you need to let go of. So I've literally been holding on to the black sludge and toxicity of my past in my short intestine in the form of SIBO and I just feel so cleansed and lighter now and I don't think that any of this is a coincidence when you are connected with who you are and your true self synchronicities begin to happen earlier this week I made some major life decisions that are changing the trajectory of my life I We'll be sharing them at some point in the future. Um, not not today. There's um, some some things that need to happen before I could share them with you. But yeah, I made some major life decisions, and a lot of it reflects me finally letting go and moving on from my past. And the yoga class just this morning really was just like the fucking bow on top of this package of everything coming together for me, and it was so beautiful and really just solidified the message from today's episode which is 
so much of our physical reality, uh, whether it's our health and wellness and symptoms and, you know, different conditions, it truly is a reflection of our internal world and our intrinsic being. And that's why it's so important to do the fucking work. Do the work. Heal yourself. Heal your soul. You're going to heal your body. You're going to heal your life. You're going to transform every aspect of who you are. And your life is going to change. Your life is going to change. If you have no idea where to begin and how to do that, send me a message because this is truly the work that I do with the women that I navigate and help. And it's what I did for myself. And it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful journey. And I wish that for you because you deserve that. And you are so capable of whatever you want in life, but it all starts with you. So healing is a beautiful, beautiful experience and it's there. It's there for you. You just got to show up for it. So I am ending this for real this time. I just really felt that I needed to add this antidote, this new um, experience that I had this morning and I didn't think it made sense to like try to edit it in somewhere because it wasn't relevant when I recorded the episode yesterday. It truly is a, an afterthought, a a PS of sorts. So, and also let's be honest, my editing skills are not that sophisticated yet. Learning how to edit is still on my life to do list. So maybe one day, but I am ending it for real this time. We did it. We made it to the end. As always, I appreciate you sticking with me and listening. If you loved this episode, then it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend or two or eight. (laughs) It would also be super awesome if you take a screenshot and share it on social media and make sure you tag me so I can personally thank you. The best way to support me and the podcast is to leave a review because apparently the podcast platforms really care about that and that's how I can share my message with more amazing people like you. I have some additional resources for you in the show notes including journaling prompts, a five-step guide to get over a toxic ex, a self-love love language quiz, my contact info, and way more. So go check that out too. Okay, I am done being bossy and I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. And until next time, I love you bitches so much. Now go love yourself and have the most beautiful day.